Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Inferno cast. I, of course, am Inferno Fox, host of this podcast and of the YouTube's Inferno Fox gaming channel. You can find this podcast right here on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Also joining me is my fantastic crew as we are celebrating episode 30. That's 3-0, doing this for over half a year and, and 30, ep 30 episodes in the bank, discussing our desert island games but before I, I get into the topic get a little little introduction let me introduce our fantastic cast first we've got storm rose sky of the twitch and youtube channels of storm rose sky storm thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be here absolutely and next up we have astromedes developer and co-owner of second place games astromedes thank you for joining us as well Happy to be here. And happy to have you as well. Next up, we have Jason the 13th of the YouTube channel. Jason the 13th. Jason, thanks for joining. Not a problem at all. Next up, we have my partner and partner in crime, Jamie Owls. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. And last and absolutely least, nope, not, not least, the most, as in the most and best Forkknife BR player. Don't fight me on this. We have Simbu Darkfang. Simbu, thank you so much for joining us. I absolutely agree. I, I can read <laughs> I can read muted chat. <laughs> Always great to be here on a lovely summer's evening uh in Hawaii because that's where I'm pretending I am because Chicago sucks. Oh, it's like Silent Hill out there. It, it kind of matches mm -hmm. the fact that Simbu is a primary actor at Basement of the Dead. That's located in Aurora, Illinois. That's part of Chicagoland. That, again, is Basement of the Dead. So definitely check that out if you're interested in a scary experience. But but we in Chicagoland don't have to worry about that because look out the window and it's Silent Hill with all the fog. Nice and, nice and eerie. Although it, it's much better than the polar vortex that we've been dealing with. But better than all of that would be if we were on a nice desert island. You know, you got the the, the tropical atmosphere, the the seclusion, and and everything like that. Uh, to my audience, have you ever played the the desert island game? Because of course, that's what we're going to be doing, and we're focusing because we are a video game podcast here, focusing on, on video games. And this is, of course, assuming that this desert island has electricity and a tv <laughs> if applicable to play our our video games on uh, each of us um we're going to be going through a round robin uh going through our list of three non-internet desert island games and pretty much like why we picked them what it is about the game that makes it playable for the rest of our lives and keep in mind of course we're old uh, over half of us have literally gone over the hill so for the rest of our lives really isn't going to be too much longer the, the nice little morbid aspect for you but and uh, kind of touching on the whole amenities thing you know that the tv electricity thing we're going to be given a bonus fourth choice because we have prayed to the polynesian god tafri mataya <laughs> he has gifted us high speed internet but only for this bonus choice so again, we got three 
video <laughs> games, non-internet. And the one bonus, thanks to Tafri Mataya, internet. So we're going to start off with our first Desert Island game from Storm Rose Sky. Storm, what is your first choice? <laughs> My first choice is going to be Animal Crossing. Because... You know, what better game to play on a deserted island than in a game where you have to create your own island and, and stuff. So, yeah. And I know I could spend hours and hours and hours on it, as I have done already. And, you know, you don't need any connection to anything. So, yep, Animal Crossing. Is there no... um kind of uh hunt continuing hunt that you feel like you would ever reach reach the end of i'm not nearly as familiar with animal crossing as you guys uh so i'm just curious uh is there you think there's enough appeal in the game it sounds like uh where just the kind of creation aspect is enough to keep you occupied yes to both um because i could if it hits the point where it gets boring or you know, stagnant, you can restart your island and get a whole new map. Um, because there are certain layouts, you have to choose one layout when you first start, and you are stuck with this layout forever. You can't change certain aspects of it. So there are things that you can change to, you know, um, make it go quicker. Or if you get bored with one thing, you can trade it out for another so you can try different builds for your island, basically. Yes, exactly. Now, my only concern, Storm, is without internet on it, you can't connect to any of those treasure islands that where you can, the people that's... that that farm. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I did it before the treasure islands. Um, you know, treasure islands really didn't take off until May or June of that same year that the game came out, especially once COVID hit. And, or maybe it was later that anytime. Anyway, I didn't really use them. So while it will suck because it would take like that much longer to get your resources and whatever, but there's the appeal of the game to, you know, it's supposed to take days and not you know, right away to have all of your wood and stone and whatnot. So while I've been spoiled by the treasure islands, not having access to them would suck a little bit, but at the same time, it's doable. Well, I hey, would think too. Treasure since... Island, without the treasure island, you'd have to just play the uh, tur turn up stock market game and gamble. <laughs> yes, <with them. laughs> yes, and uh, that's the. Biggest thing is going to the treasure island to get unlimited um, bells. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, I don't have to worry about money because coming across the money in the game, you can by selling resources and things. It just would take a while. That would be like outside of all of the, the materials and things to not have the treasure islands for the money, <laughs> the stupid turnips, that would be the most annoying, mm -hmm. annoying thing, but it's doable. No, that's cool. I, I I like that. I think that's a great choice, and it's very. I, I feel like it's very fitting because it's a game that you that you love. Uh, you have put some time into it, but it's also a a fantastic comfort food game. Yes, definitely. Now, uh, Astromedes, I'm curious. 
because you you have a, a an eclectic, very interesting taste in video games overall. So I one of the things we 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 at the the cast here were talking about is you know this day what would we do if we we ran into doubles? We're not going to run into doubles with anything that you pick. I, I'm I'm going to guess. So Astromedius, hit us with your first choice. Uh, for my first choice, I'm going to say Darkest Dungeon 2. Um, I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times, but uh, I play a lot of roguelike games in general. Uh, obviously, for like a desert island choice, I uh, feel like a roguelike game is a good option, uh, being inherently replayable. Uh, Darkest Dungeon 2, as compared to Darkest Dungeon 1, actually adds the roguelike element. Darkest Dungeon 1 was not roguelike. I think uh, it's it was a huge uh, step up in terms of uh, just the flow of the game to make it a roguelike game. So I think Darkest Dungeon 2 uh, has enough kind of uh, depth in the combat and different kind of build options and sort of like weird almost kind of voluntary challenges you can take with like making strange party makeups and trying to still kind of survive it has like a you know final fantasy one appeal in that uh, respect where it's a very open-ended four member party in a turn-based combat thing uh so yeah darkest dungeon 2 i feel like would i still have many i've put um I want to say I actually was just looking at my playtime in this and I put 145 hours so far into Darkest Dungeon 2. Uh, Darkest Dungeon 1, I felt like I played a ton of, but I and I played that for a longer period of time than I've been playing Darkest Dungeon 2, but I only put 190 something hours into it. Uh, and I still feel like there is a ton of depth and a ton of kind of more mastery to gain in how to play darkest dungeon too. So I think it would be an appealing choice for me. And I, I like the themes. Maybe it's a bad choice to pick a game with themes of kind of depression and guilt, uh, <laughs> and, uh, kind of self doubt and, uh, uh an acceptance of failure for a solitary desert island game but maybe it's a perfect choice too yeah because i mean it, it it may fit the overall mood that you could be having on the desert island but it would paradoxically be like an like an op opposite sort of expression to where you physically would be at like this bright beautiful tropical desert island versus the, the whole sort of morose environments and feelings Yep. <laughs> no, that's cool. I like the idea of uh, do, like that. We make the Final Fantasy one uh, sort of reference where that game had its own inherent level replayability based on the party that you pick in the beginning of the game. So the idea that you can have that on top of the roguelike aspect to it, like the, I, I definitely see that as like a huge positive. I think that's a great choice. Um. Jason, what is your first Desert Island game? We're gonna go. We're gonna go with an obvious answer for my first one. I'm gonna pick specifically Pokemon Sword or Shield because since I've already got the DLC to it, I can shiny hunt the entire Pokedex plus the, all the legendaries that they put into the uh, DLC that you go through, and you got to keep. Uh, going over and over and over because you can actually shiny hunt 90% of the legendaries in the game there. So it would take a long time just to shiny hunt and you have a 
I mean, once the game, once you get a hundred percent shiny, the everything you can get, I guess it's kind of runs out. But it would take a long time to get all that. Yeah, that, and you could do what Storm had mentioned, and it, if you get to that point, reset the game and, and start yeah, all over again. Do or it do again. Another save. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and, and that would, way, you can sort of like experience that all over. Would you be able to catch them all then? If you had lots yeah, of time, no, because they don't have a, what they call the national decks in any of the games. Uh, there's a lot. There's okay. a lot. There's uh, in Sword and Shield. I think they're they were up to eight hundred in that one. Where oh, wow. uh, the newest one is about a, uh, I think it's about the same. It's another eight hundred, but they're still missing a few. Which by a few is only a couple hundred. So I don't see why they just don't put the national decks in the games. No, that's yeah. that's a good point. But at least it would keep you busy. Helps oh, drive away the time. Keep you busy. <laughs> um, so my first choice is gonna be uh Smash Brothers Ultimate. One of the things with my Desert Island ones is the the fact that they're all gonna be on, on the same system. So for this one though, Smash Ultimate, uh, I just feel like it's a great platform fighter. Uh, that allows me to play multiplayer with our other Desert Islanders who are stuck with me. Again, that, of course, it, if Tafri Mataya allows multiplayer gameplay off of my system. I mean, if not, then, you know, at least I've, I, I've got a decent platformer that I can play uh, against computers and, and whatnot. Uh, another aspect of it, not just the gameplay and everything, uh, the, the soundtrack. So the game doubles as a fantastic music player because it has 1,068 tracks available in it in the sound menu, and it can be essentially played like an MP3 player, assuming that, uh, again, this Polynesian god only allows the this particular set of electronic equipment and not our smartphones or anything like that. So... Uh, getting into the weeds there, but overall, Smash Ultimate, fantastic, fun, fun sort of gameplay and a platform fighter and everything like that. I could get a lot of time, uh, especially a lot of the one-player modes, getting to see if I can beat um, with all, what is it, eight, 81 characters, it, beat it in the hardest difficulty, um, it, and a lot of the, like with the classic mode, all-star mode, so on and so forth. So it, it, there's a lot of time that, that I could spend on that, so... Jamie Owls, what would you say your first Desert Island game would be? Uh, I thought long and hard on this to really imagine myself if I were trapped on a desert island, what games I would bring with me that I know I would never get sick of. The obvious answer for those who, for those of you who know me, I'm a big Spyro fan. So I would probably bring the Spiral Remastered version. That way, all three games are under one disc that I could just play all three of the trilogies at once. So that would be my first game to bring. Nice. And it that entry you played uh, since it came out, what, about four years ago, five years ago? 2018. 2018 so wow uh mm -hmm. pretty much six six years ago and i think i've seen you replay uh spiral one at least three or four times now so oh there'll be a fifth time this year for sure i i, I love having those those sort of games where you can it's it's the whole uh christopher lee 
rereading Lord of the Rings uh, every year. That's what he what he uh, he used to always do. And, and like I, I've got my own games that are that are like that myself. So yeah. I, I, it, Spyro definitely an excellent choice for you. <laughs> when I need to go to my happy place, I pull out Spyro. <laughs> oh. uh, Simbu, uh, how about you? What would be your first desert mm-hmm. island game? All right, so now, if this may be considered cheating, but I would go with the Assassin's Creed Saga. Is it on one single disc or or a cartridge? Okay, then no. But <laughs> can I use the assess the Ezio collection, which was a um purchasable in a one set download you sure as heck can because that i've seen that physically on the nintendo switch where it contains three of the assassin's creed games yes absolutely then i will go with the Ezio trilogy because (laughs) the games are long there is a lot to do there's ton of collectible hunting um and of course you run around and just find new and interesting ways to uh knife people <laughs> uh, knife the guards i should say and, and i'm gonna <laughs> speak uh, on a uh front of no knowledge or low knowledge isn't the Ezio collection like the best assassin's creed games yes okay the Ezio the Ezio trilogy was the was the like peak for Assassin's Creed. Not to say that the rest of them weren't decent or good, um, but as far as innovation, you know, it was instead, you know, and, and um, emotional uh, engagement, so to speak. Because, like, with first Assassin's Creed, you had Altair, but you only saw him for one game. Ezio started with brother, you know, set up the Brotherhood and the Revelation, you know, then the Revelations. Um, so, you know, you had him for three games. So there was a huge emotional delve into the story. And you kind of saw him grow from a 20-year-old, 20-something punk to, you know, a 30 to an older man. You know, like probably, I'd say, maybe 50s-ish, I want to say, given the time period, you know, the uh, life expectancy for the times. Cool. Yeah, I I, I love it. I think that's great. It, it, it's a really good choice because you you really get the whole uh, kit and caboodle of I, th- I think it's like a collection of three games, but it's like the the best three games. I think that, that yeah, that's smart. Assassin's Creed, yeah, Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and then Assassin's Creed Revelations. Nice. So we've completed our first round, so we're doing pretty good. Storm, what is your number two choice? My number two choice would be the sims and i'm talking sims uh, the sims on pc so i will have uh, nintendo switch and a laptop um because the sims on pc was my my most favorite and i found it easier to design the houses on the pc and i also remember what the um code was for uh making you get like unlimited simoleons so you know building homes and things wasn't 
as bad. So, yeah, I could lose myself in The Sims for hours for sure as well. So Simbu would probably uh, laugh at me here, but I'm going to be Mr. Pedantic. Which number Sims? The original. Ah, like so. The, so the the first one, I guess. Yeah, yes. Sims one. I know it's yep. not subtitled yep. that because the, the only games that subtitle things are Mortal Kombat. Uh, so, sorry, <laughs> Astrobeats. What were you to say? Uh, I was just going to ask. Uh, were there uh, like expansion packs? I forgot exactly how you probably said it. I forgot exactly how far back the first Sims came out. Were there expansion packs or anything for it? Afterwards, there were, and I think. But I think the expansion packs came out with like The Sims 2. I don't remember. I thought the that may Sims. have been the case that maybe it yeah. wasn't the first one. I was just curious. I thought maybe you you would have picked one on PC in particular initially saying because there's a, you know, a, a million tons of content available on the platform or whatever. Nope, that just happened to be my first and the my favorite one when I got hooked into it and nothing else compares to it so i do miss playing the original sims the sims 4 on ps5 is fine but yeah i missed the original and yeah i remember when the sims 2 came out and that that's when all of the expansion packs started and then i just couldn't keep up with them because they had so many and they still have so many expansion <laughs> for it. so anyway but that would that's my number two pick nice uh, I like it. Uh, Astromedes, how about you? What's your number two? Uh, I would probably say Caves of Cud, uh, spelled Q-U-D on uh, PC. It's a traditional uh, roguelike game, top-down sort of tile-based graphics, but very well-done uh, tiles. I don't know the resolution offhand I play in or anything, but pretty well done custom little tiles, actually very colorful. Um, it actually has a lot of atmosphere where one of those games too. It has like a really uh, interesting <laughs> custom soundtrack that sounds somehow very much like the world, which is like a post-apocalyptic uh, kind of gone wild uh and then there's an ancient race that had a bunch of technology sort of setting um, with mutants and uh, technology and fantasy stuff sort of all going on. Uh, but it's it's really deep. It's pretty insane with the build oh. options. It has pretty insane things like you can be a psychic character that puts your consciousness in other things and you can make things sentient you could for example do something like give a door sentience and then put your own mind in the door and then get trapped in the door forever uh <laughs> if you actually mess something up and your body dies uh on the outside but there's again in terms of like uh good desert island pick i think in part like the kind of like self-directed goals thing you can do a lot with kind of like very strange self-directed goals i'm gonna break into this fortress you know with only these things or with this kind of character and it's really deep it's very as i said kind of like thematic it, it really like nails the mood very well for <clears throat> uh especially for a traditional roguelike game where often there's sort of this almost intentional attitude that it being ugly is sort of part of the package um but not so in this game uh if someone wanted to try one of these intimidating top-down roguelike games and they can't get over how they look that's the main problem i would suggest trying uh caves of cud for a very traditional 
experience that's actually uh, very um, aesthetically pleasing at the same time and has a really kind of rich like story and lore, which is, again, something you don't necessarily see a lot of in uh, traditional roguelike games. Nice. And I was while you were talking about it, I pulled up the uh, some screenshots of it. And, and if I was looking at the right thing, it had like this real like old uh, old school computer type look to it. Yeah, they actually they put uh by default. I actually turn it off when I play. But by default, there's actually a uh, like old CRT monitor shader they put on <laughs> over it, so it gives the like mild appearance of like it, I don't remember if there's curvature as part of it or not because I haven't played with it on in a long time. But it definitely the the tech, even the font choices and stuff too, though in the menus also kind of make it look old school. So there's the CRT layer, and then there's that. So yeah, it has this like the world is like overgrown and wild but also full of like weird old uh powerful ancient technology so it's kind of weirdly in keeping once you kind of see what the world is of the game with the, of the world nice very cool that's it definitely sounds like a lot of fun um jason how about you how what, what is your number two so my number two is going to be the first repeat of this uh, podcast here. I'm going with Smash Brothers Ultimate also. And on top of all of everything you already said, Inferno Fox, I was uh, had also that I could take the time to master the uh, characters and get better. So when I ever do uh, come against you and play against you again, I'd have a better <laughs> chance of beating you. <laughs> <laughs> Like I guess that plan's blow out the window since I'm also going to have the game. Yeah, the I know. <laughs> I won't get a chance to catch up to you there. But uh, it, no, and seriously, half of the reasons you were saying, I was going to pick it also, that you have the 80 characters that you can master and all the different, uh, even just the first player uh, versions and like different things you can do in it. It was. It's enough variety that would keep you busy forever. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Yeah, I, I, that was one of the big reasons why I I wanted to put that there for at least for me to have that sort of a uh, uh, an experience. But since you're going to have it too, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tafri Mataya, he you know can't can't be mad if we're going to play against one another because <laughs> there is the ability to connect locally with with yep. the switch if both yes. people have a copy of the game so yes <laughs> <laughs> well jason the 13th maybe if you throw out all your other games and only play smash uh, maybe you can outpace <laughs> him on the training <laughs> well i picked my picks because of the fact that how much uh how much content is in it that it would keep you busy for a yep. long time it definitely wouldn't uh, for me, my, my number two choice, uh, it'll make sense, but it won't, but it kind of will because this one, it, it won't make sense on the face of it because you can't connect online. Uh, that's going to be this guy right up here. Super Mario Maker I 2. I saw, saw that in the background and went, ooh, that's a really good choice. So I can't download any new levels with it. No, but, but you can make them. With that though, and it comes with the story mode and it has all the levels that, that the, the devs themselves made. Uh, the, the idea though to to make uh, Mario levels. So like 
this essentially is five Mario games in one. So Super Mario Brothers 1, 3, World, um, New Super Mario Brothers, and then the 2D version of 3D World. So it's a thing where I can always remake all of these Mario games uh, levels off of memory because I've played... Yeah. I've played enough of the the old Mario's to where I can I could freaking do that, and one of the cool things with this is it also has the ability to, to literally create your own worlds to where you can create eight worlds, put five levels on each of the worlds, have unlockable content, mm-hmm. even stuff to where you can have add mini games to gain more lives, and essentially make your own Mario game with 40 levels. And it's something that I've done and I've uploaded footage of me uh, playing my own sort of game uh, here on Inferno Fox gaming. So it's a thing where it's in that way uh, it's endlessly playable. And I can even, if I create the levels and again, if, if said Polynesian God allows others to play my switch, they can play my levels and and, uh, suffer through some of the, the ones that, that I've made. So, uh, if you ever master a level, you can just go in, re-edit it, and make it harder. <laughs> exactly, and, and I can have the I can have the torture continue. And if it ends yep. up being if it ends up being uh, a, a deserted island thing like Lost, where apparently we've all been dead anyway, and we're all in, in purgatory. Spoiler warning, by the way, if you watch Lost, <laughs> then, you know, we, we've got these games to last us all, all eternity, and so th- th- we're, we're, we're set there. Okay, was that really the ending of Lost, the series? Yes. Are yep. you serious? Yep. Yep. Sorry to segue Why everyone that. hated it, because it's in the generic grab bags of, oh crap, uh-huh. how do I end this show, or end this story <laughs> ending? Wow! Yep. Wow. To everybody who invested so much into it, it that's ni- I'd say about ninety percent of people viewers felt that it was a huge just slap in the face. Wow! The, the creators okay. insisted <laughs> insisted they had the ending planned for the for the longest time, and then when it finally ended, and years later they finally admitted, no, we were just flying by the seat of our pants. They did the classic dungeon master thing. Oh, I'm sorry to to segue for a moment. I had no idea. I knew people were upset about the ending of Lost, and I had no idea why. Now that makes sense, and I'm upset for the fans of that show. That's ridiculous. (laughs) What a cheap way to go. Anyway. It's it's like Master Chief getting a intimate scene in the Halo show. Yeah, that was a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Or the the eighth season of, of Game of Thrones. If you're yeah. if you are a Game of Thrones fan, yep. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Jamie hey. Owls, uh, how about you? What is your number two choice for the the desert island of which there is no escape? My second pick would be it has not been released yet, but it's coming soon. Would be the Tomb Raider trilogy of the first uh, three games remastered. I know I sound like a broken record. I've been talking about that, but I'm really excited for it. So that would be my pick to bring with me on a desert island because I don't get sick of Lara Croft at all whatsoever. 
And it's it's smart too because uh, sort of following Simbu's lead with the Ezio trilogy and and the lead with your first trilogy for your your first entry, you got three games there, and this this trilogy of Tomb Raider games promises to be one of the best versions where yes. it contains the original games warts and all, and by warts I mean like the the tank controls, but it also has the ability to switch on the fly, uh, the upresed. Uh, remastered sort of look. I would say it's probably PS2 level look. Yeah. Of and modern controls too. Yes. But but can you get over the fact that she no longer has a triangle shaped chest? That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> no triangle shaped chest. Not I that I was want. looking either. But... Uh-huh. Sure, Jamie Al. We know what you mm-hmm. were doing. <laughs> Well, uh, in in fairness, they they made those polygons pretty damn distracting. I mean, they're right freaking there. <laughs> uh, they're huge, huge. Some very specific oh. camera choices were made in uh, the mm-hmm. early games, in particular, in the yeah. series. It seemed like, especially <laughs> the swimming scenes. Simbu, what would your number two Desert Island game be? Hmm. Well. We're going to go with another collection. And yes, it is on one disc. The Mass Effect Legendary. Yes. Excellent. For the fact of the the amazing story, the three games, again, three games of just amazing story. Yes, the original ending was a huge slap in the face, but Bioware went in and they did edit it. They did fix it. They gave it a bit more meaning. Um, but again, not, not to mention you've got what I've, what is, I believe it's six different classes of shepherd you can play as, and then you can combo those classes. Um, you play through the game with, you know, like, oh, if I use Garrus and Tally through the first, you know, predominantly through the most mass effect one. Okay. Now I'm going to use Ashley and, you know, I, I don't know somebody else for as my primary uh, team members. So there, there's a lot of choice. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, all the missions kind of play exactly the same way every time. But again, if I play uh, biotic it, instead of a sentinel, or I play a soldier versus a, you know, uh, technician the game's going to, you know, my gameplay is going to all be different. No, that's a good one. That's, that's definitely good. Just the, the amount of sheer hours and especially that, that mass effect trilogy, it being uh, put on, uh, I think it's newest system was the PS4 that that's last gen, but it still looks so good. It's definitely a a great update overall. And that ending too, that, that was very, very much needed. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Storm, what is your last non-internet Desert Island game? Mario Kart. Because Mario Kart was the reason I wanted the Switch so bad. So I absolutely love that game. And, you know, it, it, it'll take some time to go through <laughs> each courses, you know, and do some races against the the computer players and trying to get all of the 
awards and you know trophies whatnot for gold silver and bronze but yeah mario kart would have to come with nice yeah and with that uh and i'm, I'm obviously you're referring to mario kart 8 deluxe the switch version yes right? yes yes i am thank you um have you unlocked gold mario gold metal mario i have not so that would be something i can work on yeah, and you would definitely have your work cut out for you because I think not only do you have to get gold trophies on all of the main non-DLC uh, uh, cups, which I think there's uh, 12, if I'm remembering right, um, You and that's up to and through 200cc, you have to get the three stars on all of them as well. So that means getting first place on all of the races on, on, on that. So you'll definitely have plenty of time to to get gold mario <laughs> yep for sure master medes how about you what is your th uh third and final non-internet uh so i wanted to put some uh more actiony entries on here because i do like actiony games even though i tend to overall kind of play more turn-based games so I think uh, kind of a both comfort food game for me and a game I could gain a lot more mastery in over time is uh, Geometry Wars from Xbox 360. Uh, <laughs> I played sort of a lot of Geometry Wars, um, and I ended up being kind of surprised by how much uh, longevity became like a, it was almost a daily ritual while I had my 360 set up uh, where I'd play, you know, at least a game or two Geometry Wars just for the heck of it when I got home from work or something like that. So I think Geometry Wars would be a fun. It's also really like can be very like short sessions if you want it to be. So I could see it in my desert island scenario. Uh, if I wanted to do something a little less uh, overwhelming, like the kind of undertakings that most of the other games on my list are, I could mix things up with a few games of Geometry Wars in between. Nice. Yeah, I don't actually have a lot of experience with, with that entry either. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to to describe briefly what it is, like it's a it's a top down kind of very neon looking uh, single screen shooter game where it's really it's a shooter game where waves of enemies are coming at you, but it has a very particular kind of scoring mechanic where if you destroy these black holes, they'll suck enemies in. And I forgot all the mechanics of how it works, but essentially yeah. it's a score multiplier. So you can essentially tempt fate by allowing this black hole to grow and grow and your score get larger and larger. So there's a ton. I've really only just started to kind of get the hang of how to try to like exploit the score mechanics and getting decent scores uh for you know the few years that i played it off and on so i feel I like as a, a desert island game, game. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like one up. that came to mind that uh, i would go back to simpler and more actiony nice and that it has it's... nothing to do with geometry <laughs> the Not shapes really. are you know <laughs> geometric like technically yeah, okay. that's that's a saver sorry i'm gonna say it I believe it plays a lot like Asteroids. A little it's, bit, yeah. It's like it's a really similar. It's like a really fancy really up like Asteroids. Yeah, exactly. There's a ton oh, nice. more mechanics, but yeah, Asteroids is probably like a design starting point, basically, for them. Figure for our older gamers who, you know, are ancient like the rest of us, you know, and <laughs> never played Geometry Wars. There, there's a good, uh, there, there's a good uh, comparison for you. 
So a math game where you don't play math. Okay, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a math, it's a math name, game where you not kill a math math. game. Right. <laughs> where you kill math. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> oh, Jason, how about you? What is your third and final non-internet game? All right. My third option, <laughs> I'm going to go with Disgaea 7. Uh, one, I love the storyline over Disgaea 6 uh, from the new ones. So Disgaea 7 has 45 different classes of characters that you can get in the game. And on top of that, you can level them up to 99, uh, was it million or billion? Six zeros. Is that million, right? Million. Yeah, 99 million, 999,999. <laughs> and then on top of leveling them up to where you can level them up like that, you have this mechanic in the game that reincarnates your character, which keeps the stats from the levels they grew and reverts them all back to level one. So you can just keep going and going and going and making them insanely godlike powerful. <laughs> so like a prestige class from like uh, Call of Duty, uh, the Call of Duty games where you can max your level and then drop to zero, but you got the little asterisk next have, to you. Yep. And then you yep, start the process the bonuses over. From, the, from it. Yep. And you could do that with 45 different characters in the game. So it could keep you busy forever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. That's cool. And just the, uh, the replayability too. Yeah. And for anyone who might not know this game, since it's not as popular as some of the other games that we talked about, it is a turn-based RPG. And I, I, I probably the most amount that I've spent on like a. Uh, so wait, I thought Disgaea was a tactical uh, RPG. It's I was like gonna a, say I couldn't afford tactics. Yeah, so it's a tactical RPG. Yeah, sorry, tactical RPG. Sorry, okay, I said yeah, the it, wrong one. It, it's funny because it reminds me of the uh, two hundred plus hours I, I threw into Fire Emblem Three Houses, and that was just due to the sheer story because each gameplay has 50 hours and there's uh four different paths not counting the dlc which is another i think 50 hours so yeah um my third and final non-internet choice is going to be the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom i needed at least one open world game on the list and I debated between that, Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, or even something like Witcher 3. And I've actually never played Witcher 3 myself. So that'd be something where it would be novel the first time I play. But then I, I risk the chance of, well, I've never played it. And if I hate it, then I'm stuck with this game that I hate until the end of my life or eternity. Or however, the lost creator gods invest my, my time here on the we live forever on the island too that makes the game choices <laughs> extra important the island um inferno fox didn't take ocarina of time unacceptable and it, it the, the yeah the, the thing with with tears of the kingdom though is i've invested 150 hours into my first gameplay of tears of the kingdom and i've probably put in 150 hours into ocarina of time and probably have replayed that about 10 different times. So with uh, Ocarina of Time itself being a linear experience and uh, not not short, but long for the Nintendo 64, I'm going to get a lot more bang for my buck with Tears of the Kingdom. 
on top of the fact that you got the building mechanics and you can build the, these crazy dragsters and uh, other obscene, ridiculous kind of architecture. And then you, on top Artist of that, writers. you got four layers of, of the world itself. Of course, you got the sky, the ground, the caves, and then the depths. So with all of that in, and just the, the cooking and, the the endless quests, which they're not, obviously it's not endless because the, there is an end. Uh, it, I feel like it makes Tears of the Kingdom like en endlessly playable. So like, yeah, <laughs> that almost made my list too. Yeah, Jamie to making my list. No, 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 <laughs> not, not for you, Simbu. But Jamie Owls, what is your third and final non-internet uh, desert island game? I'm going to go with Stormrose on this one. And my third pick would be Animal Crossing. Exactly what she said. If you're on an island, I might as well play a game when I'm on an island as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that is my third choice. And plus two, you know, I could change it up whenever I want. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's a it, it's a good choice. A lot of the reasons that uh, both you and Storm had had mentioned are are very uh, very salient. It makes a lot of sense, and it's just the replayability uh -huh. and and everything that you can you can do with it. And th there's not to say that you can't decorate your uh, our own island home in the island, but you may not be able mm -hmm. to do it to the level that you can in uh, Animal Crossing. You can use it to prototype design ideas for your real island. That's true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that too. Although I don't know if you can still trade fish for like <laughs> stuff like you can in Animal Crossing. Maybe. I don't know. Depends on the community. Depends on who has all in the island, I guess. <laughs> Depends on how alone and crazy you are. And whether or not uh, Tafri Mataya has deemed it so ordained it so so we must all pray to the polynesian gods i just need to find a volleyball and name it wilson there you yeah. go <laughs> well, we just got we just got copyrighted uh -uh. <laughs> hey, you're not allowed to say the name anymore <laughs> uh simbu how about you what is your last non-internet desert island game all right. So for everybody who knows me, you know, Star Wars is making this list. And it's going to be Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. All six films are all nine Lego or all nine films in one Lego game. Sim, There's your pick just... seems to have maximized for game count. <laughs> <laughs> You know, hey, it, can't hey, can't argue with those. I mean, like that, Astromedes, you went for the roguelike, which is just consistent changes. Um, I want to maximize game counts. It's a nice um, quantifiable metric. And and it, it it's really <laughs> interesting too, because we've got Storm who went with uh two simulation type games and, and Mario Kart. Uh you got Astromedes who went with uh, two two roguelikes and a uh, sort of short or long session shooter. Uh, you got Jason with uh, two RPGs and a platform fighter. Me with the platform fighter, the endless platform creator, and then the uh, open world game. 
Jamie Owls with sort of following that that same sort of strategy as Simbu because two sets of three uh, gameplay things and then uh, the, the sim, uh, the, the simulator, and then Simbu maximizing his games. He's got 12 games in, within his uh, three individual discs or carts or or, or what have you. It's an, it, He's uh, winning. It, it's interesting. Uh, like I, I was thinking like I could, do I do that? Do I have something like the, the Mega Man collection on mine? But the if I did the Mega Man, I, if I would do that, it'd probably be the battle the Battle Network one because those games could be long. But like I never really got into that as much, so it'd probably be the classic. But like seriously, how many times can you keep replaying the same six Mega Man games over and over again? I don't I don't know. That's a tough tough call. But well, and of course, like with the with the Skywalker Saga, you know, it is finite, but there is a lot of you know little extras to do and you know, see Christifying, collecting all the different characters and stuff like that. So it would more be used as the fact that it is nine movies, you know, nine quote unquote separate games um, that would be used as like a break. That would be like my breaker, my breaker game. So like, oh, I'm kind of burnt out from Mass Effect or I just finished Mass Effect 1. I really not feeling going into the second one right away. Ah, let's throw some Lego Star Wars in. You know, Ezio, let's throw some Lego Star Wars in. Um, it's one of those where I'm just kind of burnt out and there's a lot of content to do and, and I love Lego and Star Wars. So <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good palate cleanser from some of the heavier content from like Assassin's Creed or Mass Effect. Um so let's let's go ahead and go through our internet-based games and again thank you thank you tafri mataya our our polynesian god for bestowing us the the internet for the the these bonus choices we praise praise and love thee and, and worship at thine feet storms because he the, the greatness that is tafri mataya what would be your choice for the internet based game tetris 99 because i absolutely love tetris so being able to play it and i could play it for hours honestly and just keep hitting one more game one more game i've had to make myself stop playing it <laughs> so you know to be able to play online with people would be fine there's no chatting or anything involved which is nice too the perfect so, online game exactly talk to them. <laughs> exactly you you know, you're not talking to anyone. You're just playing against them. So, yeah, that would be one. That would be my one. And if and if you had a crappy round and you died like right away, you can it allows you to quit quit and like exit yep. that game and jump right into the queue for the next next game. Exactly. So, and there's other little modes on it too. Um, so it's not just stuck online, but a lot of it, it depends on the online ability. So. You know, I would definitely have to have Tetris 99. Nice. Yeah, definitely. That's a fantastic choice. I wonder if we're going to have any repeats. Astromedes, what is your internet-based game on this desert island? So I could say I want to try to work in, you know, basically for me, Having some environment where I could write code would be ideal, and I would 
probably remove almost all my choices in favor of a way to write code. So if they gave me just a web browser, say, uh, it, even if I didn't have internet, I could write games in JavaScript. But so getting away from my fake answer that I'd like to build games if I could and staying more kind of on target here, I was trying to think of a way to include a Twisted Metal game. Twisted Metal Black overall, maybe, I think, probably has the most kind of replayability. If I could play people online somehow in this strange internet on a desert island scenario, I think it'd be fun to have uh, Twisted Metal Black online in there, which probably, I think not that many people in play. It was like released after Twisted Metal Black came out, uh, but in an imaginary world where there were other people online to play with me, why not? I think that would be fun. That would be a fun one. <laughs> nice. I wonder when it got ported to the PS4 if it had an if that version had an online mode. It's a good question. Still waiting for Probably a good new online <laughs> Twisted Metal game. I mean, hopefully, hopefully or maybe we we'll to wait too long. <laughs> Uh, Jason, Jason the 13th, what is your internet choice? You know, my initial thought would be going with Fortnite because they change up the game all the time and it'd be fresh all the time. And then I thought to myself, you know, we're going to a desert island and I probably won't have as many people to play against and, and you won't have most of the, uh, luxuries I have at home, you know? <laughs> so one of my favorite non-video game games is Magic the Gathering. So I would want to take Magic the Gathering Arena and start a whole new thing where you work at it, you keep opening up new cards, I'd be able to make new decks and just play Magic online because I love the Magic the Gathering card game. Yeah, because there are uh, online versions of Magic the Gathering, so that's that's not far-fetched at all. But yeah, and, again, and Arena has like how many cards does it have? Probably like over a thousand or something, right? right? It's got to be an insane I'm amount. Sure they keep adding event over time too. I don't play a lot of the online Magic the Gathering, but it is my favorite physical card game. So to have the ability to actually still play it while I'm on the desert island makes a lot of sense for me. <laughs> nice. That's a, and and personality wise, I, I'm I'm definitely going to agree with you. I mean, you've been playing Magic for so long too. That's yeah, that's really good. So mine um, is this guy right up here, and that is Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. The, this says the complete edition, but it's essentially the online. Um, with with that, it actually was a toss up between that and Tetris '99. Um, but my thought was, since I'm stuck on a desert island, by having an MMORPG to at my fingertips to, to return to, and honestly, this is probably one of the best MMORPGs ever ever released, even still to this day. At least I can transport myself, or at least my my avatar, to the to, to the humongous world of Hydaelyn and Eorza, and just there's still so much game to that that it, it's it was near it was near endless i probably pumped four months into that and got uh the main game and the first expansion pack done and barely treaded the surface of like the home building because there's home building you can create communities you can have your own um just the, the amount of stuff that that can be done with that the battle system is fantastic too um and of course i mean 
it's it's Final Fantasy. It, it would have been something where maybe one of my Desert Island games would have been the non-internet ones, a Final Fantasy, but how, you know, I get tired of playing the same one again over and over. At least with this, I can do uh, raids with other people. There's still a really large and robust story to it. it, it definitely one of the ones that I could see myself and, and being stuck on a desert island. I mean, this and the other three games, that's it. Now I have the time to actually maybe finish 14 if it really was the, the rest of my living life. If it was the lost scenario, then it's a lot of gain to, to spend a good amount of time in purgatory. And then I can always reset my character or create another character or another character and go through all of the, the 20 plus classes at this point. So uh, Jamie Owls, uh, what would be your uh, internet base game? For me, it would have to be the Sims um, if I'm going to be stuck on an island, we're talking about me isolated. So my form of socializing is just creating some characters and talk gibberish with them. That way with the Sims, I have a uh, different, uh, it, uh, add-ons or updates that I can add new features to the game. That way it's never the same it's always different so also i can create like houses and you know pretend i'm living in a normal world <laughs> while living on an island so yeah that'll be my form of peopling i should say so so which the sims uh version edition whatever would officially your pick be uh as of right now is sims for cats and dogs <laughs> Nice. Yeah, because with, with that, I mean, you, you think with the Sim, Sims 4 constantly adding more stuff, you, you're granted that internet access. You can keep adding and adding because that's that's EA for you, though. They keep adding to, to that game. I'm surprised they haven't announced the Sims 5 yet or made an official PS5 version of the Sims 4. But hard with that ecosystem of content that people have sunk you know whatever however many hundreds of dollars into yeah would, would probably uh anger a lot of people if they lost all that and or it's non-transferable to the sims 5 yeah yep. ideally they'd oh, give you some kind of credit for transferring would be nice <clears throat> i mean look at how long gta 5 has been out and they're just now coming with gta 6 so a lot of hours invested in a GTA online as well. Yeah, I feel like GTA players in general, though, would probably be happy to be see something new, whereas in this imagining and generalizing, like Sims players would probably be more kind of a little more creature of habit where it's like, unless this is really good and you're giving me some of the old stuff I had since there's so much of it, I'm not going to like it. Whereas GTA people, while they will complain if they don't like it, I feel like they're kind of excited for the newer stuff. To, to paint with a very broad we're brush. A little off topic with the GTA, but does GTA have it to where you invest money and get things and keep building yep. and building and building? And it does have that aspect. Yeah, it, it, and that's separate from GTA Five, the main story. GTA Five, okay, the main story I has know that. A, a separate online mode. I did not right. know that. So an online have... in the online mode is just like Fortnite or Call of Duty. You buy the in-game currency for the real money and then you can buy 
um, upgrades or items or cars, oh, houses, okay. so, whatever. Yep. I, could, I could see some people being upset for going to a new game. Yeah, well, they're, like they're all literally said, like, invested, I guess. <laughs> well, and as long as they don't do Overwatch. As long as they don't get Overwatch, when GTA Six comes out, they kills five completely. That they should be fine. <laughs> well, like Ashramini said, though, I agree that that like they'll be excited to see new stuff, but at the same time, it'll all be kind of like if the GTA Online, because GTA Online is separate from GTA Five. Um, if GTA Online were to again do an Overwatch and oh, it's all gone. Now it's GTA Online plus point two, right? I can yeah. see a lot. I, I a think lot any game doing that is basically a mistake, and it's like just guaranteed to make Death people sentence. upset. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man, uh, Simbu, how about you? What is your final game that you have been granted by the gods? Internet connectivity. Wait, can I guess? The Master Arcade Collection that has like 50 games on it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I will, for my first answer, I'm going to take the cop-out answer. And I'm going to say Fortnite. Just because of the, the, the depth and wealth of, you know, the, the rabbit hole of content you can <laughs> fall down through. Yes, um, I almost went with Fortnite. You know, so in the respects of Jason the 13th, you know, again, like there's this a massive rabbit hole of content, and that's not, you know, that's just the battle royale itself. Now you get into the creative stuff, and I mean, there's tens of thousands of maps to to go screw around with. Plus, you got Rocket Racing, Fortnite Festival, Lego Fortnite. I mean, it's literally, it, it is a meta game. But. That is an honorable mention. Oh. I would actually take NHL. Which one? Let's go with... I mean, honestly, I don't really know. I, I really don't know which NHL game. I would just want an NHL game. Okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you down for NHL 04. No way! You said it. You said online. Uh, what's the first online NHL game? Are they? <laughs> now be careful because you might be you you might be trying to 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 rib me, but some of the older NHL games actually have more user friendly controls than some of the new complex ones. I'd argue that uh, the NHL in the mid nineties on the Genesis are the far superior versions of these NHL games. NHL 94, the only one yep. I played. Yes. <laughs> NHL 94, yeah. You could fight. Where you spent all game consistently trying to make somebody make the little puddle of blood appear on the ice. Yeah. Me and my brother just tried to fight each other in the game and then in real life. <laughs> But um, the reason why I'm taking an NHL, I'm taking an NHL game because I enjoy hockey, um, much like everybody else has said, uh, like Storm said with Tetris 99, there is that um, play online against other people, but I don't have to talk to them. 
Um, so while the gameplay stays, you know, it's a gameplay loop, much like Tetris, you know, go down, score, come back, defend, go down, score, come back, defend. Um, it's again, it's one of those games where it just consistently changes depending on who you're playing. And the fact that it's connected online, if they do roster updates, maybe you're covered. Maybe you're covered until we're assuming this is a thing where if it's for life, then EA will be doing that, what, five years, three years? If it's for purgatory and we're stuck on the Lost Island, I mean, you're you're, you're set for eternity but then again like you're going to start reckon won't be able to recognize a lot of these names and then of course at that point it really won't matter no because a lot of these uh games you can create your own te- your own players your own teams so that's what i would probably end up doing making my own team and just taking my team online and playing and playing against people nice so there you have it we have a fantastic set of choices for our uh, Desert Island games, uh, a lot of sim heavy uh, for some individuals, RPG for others, uh, roguelike for, for more, and then just the, the quantitative number of games uh, for others still. So it's really a, a, a great set of choices or, or, or with me specifically, mine was very Nintendo heavy, very, very, very Nintendo heavy, except the exception being this guy here. So definitely make sure you let us know in the comments section below if you're watching us on YouTube uh, what your Desert Island choice games are because I'm curious to see if yours match ours or uh, what would what would yours would be. Are, are you going to light uh, a series of 13 candles arranged together in such a way to where you free the, the Feng Shui energies so that you can put your prayer to the Polynesian God of Tafri Mataya so that your desert Island wishes can come true. Let us know in the comments section below. And just want to do a uh, big thank you again for our fantastic cast and crew here. And that, that of course consists of storm Rose sky of the YouTube channels of storm Rose sky and Twitch storm. Do you got any uh, upcoming videos coming for your, your channel here? I do not have anything currently planned. I, well, I have a plan on working on one of them. I've slowed down on the YouTube thing a little, just a little bit because work has picked back up and then I got sick. So hmm. the long answer, whatever, not short answer, I think, is that, yes, I do have one of my favorite video games that I want to do, but it includes like footage from me playing those games. So I have to get all that together. And that's a bigger project for me because i've not done something like this yet so only you knew someone that knew how to do things like that i know mm-hmm. it stinks mm-hmm. that i don't know anyone at all <laughs> <Dang. Don't help> <laughs> darn the luck darn i don't darn <laughs> now that'll be fun once you get the the footage and you start putting that together it's it, it the the editing aspect and everything it, it's good good experience and you'll have fun with it definitely um also a big thank you to astromedes again developer and co-owner of second place games astromedes thank you for joining us thanks for having me this was a fun exercise uh trying to think of games that weren't just the most recent like top three on my steam list (laughs) 
Definitely. It was a lot of fun to think of too. And also the big, big thanks to Jason the 13th of the YouTube channel, Jason the 13th. Jason, thanks for joining us. Not a problem. As much as Astromedia said, it was a very fun episode and it's amazing that we didn't have very many overlaps. Yeah, definitely. I think there was just all, yours and my overlap with Smash Brothers and, and then the uh, Sims or yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing and The Sims, kind of, with Jamie yep. Owls and Storm. So that's that's pretty cool. And, uh, of course, big thank you to my partner and partner in crime, Jamie Owls. Jamie Owls, thanks again for joining. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. I made my choices a week prior to this podcast. And <laughs> I have a tendency to change my mind a lot. So I was really, really trying hard not to make la any last-minute decisions. So I kept with... <laughs> what i originally have but I, it i tried and i did well so yes <laughs> maybe after the podcast i'll change my mind so <laughs> be like 50 comments from her in the down below in the comment section of her changing oh, wait. games and... this one oh wait how about this one wait it's gonna be like 50 different lists <laughs> we'll just do the same topic every week and all of our picks will mostly be the same and Jamie Owls will always change uh, <laughs> I may have one or two Tetris effect may have to go in there somewhere I was oh surprised gosh. Tetris didn't come up more often actually I was oh, uh, glad we saw it at least once yeah <laughs> I know that, that was tough for me because like I just finished working on a Tetris related video I got coming out in uh, a few weeks and I I've played about 16 different versions uh, of, of Tetris and a great number of them were, were fantastic. There was a one, one in particular that I, that I featured in my video on my number two slot that surprised the heck out of me that, it, that it ended up that high. It, it even beat Tetris effect storm. Um, wow. the, the fact that it was better than that and it wasn't Tetris 99, I, I really surprised the heck out of me. And viewers, uh, make sure that you subscribe to Inferno Fox Gaming to be able to catch what that's going to be. But last but not least, huge thank you to Simbu Darkfang, Level 5 Grandpa, and the best player at NHL 09, who will now play that in perpetuity through eternity in our purgatory that is the desert island thank you for joining us simbu <laughs> it's always always uh fun to be here and uh you know not get lost in the fog of silent hill i mean chicago i mean whatever where are we right <laughs> it's a funny looking nurse outside don't open the door yes oh that's the reason i should open the door <laughs> hello nurse oh lord <laughs> What a what a way to go though. <laughs> Living my animaniac dream. Oh man! And a uh, final thank you to our fantastic audience for listening and checking out. Make sure you subscribe here on YouTube as well as where all podcasts are downloaded and digested: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Thanks again, and have a great day.